0: Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All
1: right, greetings. Welcome in on a Monday morning, 45 degrees. Balmy out there in the capital city today. Glad to have you with us on this January 16th, 2023. Got a good show for you today. A lot of us, a lot of you today. As of uh, right now, this could change a little bit later in the show, but uh, we are guest-free today. So a lot of time for your thoughts, for our thoughts. Uh, the Stein Recognition text line <clears throat> excuse me, is open at 402-479-1400. Text anything in, uh, any questions, any thoughts you've got uh, today, things you'd like us to uh, get in today. So that is coming up throughout the course of the show. We'll have our morning drive. We'll count down the five things people are talking about today as well. Our sound off coming up here in about 25 minutes as well. So we are set for a busy morning. Uh, Let's start out right away here. Uh, And uh, we are looking at pictures Mark, is that... Uh, that's
2: coming from 27th and Cornhusker. That's actually House of Mufflers and Brakes at 2920 Cornhusker. Car into the building and subsequent fire. Pretty good fire right my now. My goodness, yes.
1: Um, and obviously a very significant intersection there in the capital city that this is impacting right now. Yep, and portions
2: of Cornhusker have been shut down in that area while okay. they work this. At least um, that's the indication from scanner traffic. Right. And it's it's a little bit
1: hard we don't have a great picture right now um just cuz it's not super high resolution so and it's shooting uh, at least two blocks away. Right, but I all I can tell is a lot of smoke uh is what I can yep. mainly tell from that right now.
2: Yeah, it's it, like- believe the car was on fire and uh, I believe the driver uh has had gotten out but It was a car into the building and then the subsequent fire, but whether it had spread to the entire building or not, they were still trying to uh, uh, call that in or uh, figure that out. This was called in about uh, two minutes to six, so it's uh, just new. Just new.
1: Yeah. Um, So, yeah, like I said, a little bit hard to make out exactly what's going on there right now, uh, but what we can see is there's a a lot of response uh, and there's a lot... Uh, quite a bit of smoke right now in the area and the traffic cams that we are looking at we'll have more on that of course during the day and how that could impact your morning commute if you are uh, traveling in north lincoln today um
2: but it is a federal holiday so traffic's gonna that's be lighter true.
1: it is a, it is a federal holiday i've got my state holiday my my whole family is home sleeping in this morning so shout out to them um, on Martin Luther King Jr. Day, where we uh, remember the contributions of Martin Luther King Jr., of course. Um, and, and as we look ahead to the week, guys, this, uh, this weather system that's coming in to the state Wednesday into Thursday night, and it's early, right? Grain of salt, it's early, and we acknowledge that. So we've we've been down this trip many times before where something looks significant at the beginning of the week and it doesn't turn out to be significant later in the week so I will hereby acknowledge that but the models that they're looking at now are showing a what looks to me like a pretty significant snow event potentially coming to Lincoln Wednesday into Thursday.
2: Yeah from uh, affecting primarily Wednesday afternoon into late Late Wednesday night, very early Thursday morning, not all the meteorologists are agreeing on this. I had about a five minute conversation with Malcolm Byron from Channel Eight this morning. He's not ready to put this much snow in our area yet, so this thing is to wobbly. this system wobbling, and he said this morning it's actually ticked up to the north a little bit, so okay, and since we're kind of on the south side of this, but the National Weather Service has a winter storm watch, and they're saying four plus inches of heavy wet snow.
1: Um, Yeah, the National Weather Service, their latest numbers they just put out uh, this morning, uh, they do have Lincoln right now in the four to seven inch category uh, with greater as you go east down I-80, those those totals actually go up um some of the you know some of the areas in in central nebraska closer to the tri cities uh you're talking about 11 inches that they're saying it maxes out at uh and then uh, rusty had a map that he put out yesterday during the day and he had at that time and again as as you said those those could have changed but he's got the the best chances of heavy snow as of yesterday in an area that does include lincoln so like you said, meteorologist probably a little bit different on this. We're still three days out on this. Uh, we may get rusty on. I may get rusty on the horn a little bit later today and see what he's got for the very late. Interesting if Malcolm disagreed, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would be the huge controversy, Yeah, huge controversy if that uh, potentially happened. But potentially our sort of run without real wintry weather could be could be ending, although you know, you you look at the temperatures marked that are forecast here over the course of the next week and a half. No real extended cold that seems to be associated
2: no. with this. No. But remember, uh, February is the the month that it usually dumps on us.
1: Right, right. But yes, yeah. and and, and it usually you we usually do get the uh, more snow in February. But the temperatures yep. continue to look like they're going to be normal or above normal here. Really out. You don't have a high in the twenties still for a week in the week and a half. You still have all highs in the in the thirties or forties in the extended forecast. And like I said, uh, out there right now, forty five degrees, so pretty pleasant out there right now. Not much wind. You might you might actually catch a little bit of rain this morning, uh, but but other than that, not too bad at all here on this morning, and and uh, we'll stay we'll stay in the upper thirties and forties throughout the course of the day, and maybe maybe even some sunshine as well throughout the course of the day so uh those are some of the things that we've going on this morning uh mark anything else we need to touch on here in terms of the headlines
2: Mm, no not really okay kind of a quiet weekend uh trailathon uh has been announced by uh that group that encourages people to walk or bike or run the trails 92 miles within the city limits okay so that's a challenge for you know yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I I'd like to be out on the trails right
1: now. I don't know, I did something to my knee. I have no idea what I did to it. I'm I'm in that debate stage as to whether when you decide, okay, should I go to a doctor? Or should I let this thing It's getting, you know, it feels like it's getting a little better. Yeah, I, I don't know. You guys go through that 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 sort of a debate on on things as well like where is cuz literally any injury. There are some people right there are some people who will either always go or never go to to a doctor and and certainly some things can impact that the the cost of it but it's just sort of there there's just kind of a philosophy on this whole thing i'm much where-
3: closer to the the never go and part of that i think is growing up we were like an hour away from an actual hospital so it would be Oh, how's your arm? All right. Well, let's see how it is tomorrow. That wasn't great for my sister when they're like, oh, that's definitely swollen. You have a broken arm. But, but like for me, it's always been, man, I guess we'll see how you feel in a couple of days with it.
1: Right. And then, yeah. And then, you know, then there'll be a day and it's like, ah, it kind of feels better today. I think it's a little better. It's probably getting better here at this point. And then the next day it's not. And I kind of wish I had done something with it as well. So, yes. But, I have I I have never had knee issues in my life, and so my heart goes out to all of you who have had knee knee issues throughout throughout your life, or that's been an issue for a longer time. Because my goodness, talk about a talk about an injury of any kind that feels like it just impacts everything that you do. And man, I I had I had all these great intentions week number, and I think this is why it happened. Week number one out of the new year, right? Working out more, eating healthier, right? Gonna gonna definitely lose some weight. Getting myself up on the treadmill and starting to mix in some jogging with some walking. I'm saying, hey, maybe by maybe by the end of March I could I could do a five K again. It's been a long time <laughs> since I since I did that. And I think I overdid. I think I probably overdid something and my body wasn't quite ready for that. And yeah, so that's the uh, that's where we're at we're at right now here and so I've been trying to figure that out throughout the course of the entire weekend so again uh, shout out to everybody who deals with knee pain knee pain more more regularly uh, on, and I've tried all the you know I tried all these tried the spray on things that mm-hmm. that makes it feel like your knee is taking a breath mint <laughs> um, right
3: it's accurate Tried a compression
1: thing on it which kind of helped that was good but they don't. But it's really tight, and it sort of hurt. It rolls up on me, and oh boy! So that's my that's good, good thing. You're not a horse. Why's that?
3: We had to shot you.
1: Yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's, it's uh, it's strong there.
2: Uh, yeah. So uh, how everybody else's weekend going? By the by the way, just a quick update. Looks like they've got that fire under control. That uh, smoke is kind of clearing from that area.
1: Okay. Good. That's good. Yeah. We can we got a little bit of a better angle now. Yeah, you're right. Smoke is down pretty significantly, it looks like, from what we saw just a a few minutes ago. Uh, Caleb, how was your weekend?
3: It was good. Watched uh watched some husker basketball. Thought the uh thought the women were gonna knock off undefeated number three team in the country good that for a third while. quarter run, and then
1: just kind of ran out of gas a little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I uh you know what I did this weekend? I watched the, the men's basketball game Friday night, and then I uh, I just left the TV on. I was, of course, disappointed. I was a little heartened by how that, that went, but right. it was an early game. And I just... Uh, BTN was still on afterwards. It was a good idea to
3: leave BTN so on I for just you. I
1: watched... I don't know that I've ever done this before, Caleb. I watched the entirety of a wrestling meet. It's awesome. I, I had nothing else to watch at that point. A little it was, dual meet action. I was action. in for the night, and so... I watched uh, the Nebraska and Minnesota wrestling meet and tried as best as I could to fully understand the rules. Mm-hmm. I still have a ways to go. Yeah, on understanding. I did learn this that I didn't know about wrestling. Unlike the NFL, uh, or kind of like the NFL, when you are, when you challenge uh, a play on the field, which you saw plenty of this weekend in the NFL playoffs, mm-hmm. and throw a red flag in in wrestling, you throw a brick
4: yeah, onto it's, the it's mat. Awesome.
1: I had no, there's a challenge brick and there was a controversial moment where the ref didn't see the brick and the Minnesota coach Mm -hmm. didn't throw it like close enough at his feet for the ref to see it. Uh, And there was, you know, big controversy about that during the, during the wrestling meet, but I got educated. I, I'm getting better at understanding the scoring. I get, I get the, I can do escape for a point. I can pretty much identify that when that happens uh and then reversal i can sort of get and then when it gets to a takedown i'm not sure exactly what qualifies with the takedown and then i don't know what a near fall is like i don't i'm not sure what i
3: think technically is. i'm always nearly falling so right yeah <laughs> so i no, he, that that's one of the fun things about btn when when they've got some <laughs> of these where you put wrestling on there obviously we've we started to see a little bit more of like women's basketball, but every night you'll get some track and field to go on there. Yep. They had bowling for the first time last year, where yep. it's some things that I'm just like, I don't think everyone is exposed to these other sports, right? It, it's good to see what that high level competition is, and we all
1: learn a little. bit. And I watch it. You know, I watched it in high school. I had friends who did it, and of course, when the Nebraska State tournament's on, I'll I'll often uh watch it but i think the very best the very best thing about wrestling i learned is watching the coaches react to the meat as it's going on and trying to use their own body language to impact what's happening on the mat yeah which was very entertaining <laughs> very, Mar- mark manning is uh is fun
2: fun to watch uh mark how's your weekend i was fine good, good. quiet good good very did good did Glad. A Little uh, recording and a little bit of cd ripping and Oh, are you still going through your big your your yep. your big collection yep. of CDs? Yeah, I had a hard drive crash and so I had to start over.
1: What kind of music oh, are God. we talking about here with these CDs? What do we got?
2: Well, we've got everything from jazz to easy listening to new age to uh you know big band to Is this all stuff that's already like available streaming though? Probably. Okay. But this is pretty eclectic and i ran into uh some uh, cds yesterday that i brought in for you because uh that i'm in my oh really yeah i don't Uh,
1: know oh yeah i have a cd player in my house i was gonna say tommy boy oh like the soundtrack no oh the rapper i'm not not familiar i I don't know that Uh, i'll have to check that out mark i'm surprised you didn't want that one for yourself uh no yeah, uh, and then uh good weekend of NFL as well, uh, and some game, you know, it was kind of disappointing going into this weekend because at least, you know, two of the games yesterday, you were like, well, these could be a lot better games if the starting quarterbacks for the Dolphins and the Ravens were there. Right. Turns out we got good games in, in both of those games anyway. Hmm. In fact, the Ravens got to be kicking themselves right now. <laughs> uh, Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow escaped. In that one, because Baltimore could not quite get a quarterback sneak over the goal line and instead dropped the ball, and that was as big of a turn, well, as a momentum turn as you could really possibly get in a game where it looks like six points are imminent for you, but instead they went the other yeah. way for the Bengals at that point.
3: And what continues to go on with uh, with Brock Purdy and the 49ers? Now, that, was the, that was the biggest uh, difference in scoring. On, on the weekend where you had the 49ers win by a couple of touchdowns, by, well, um, 18 points over the Seahawks, and everyone else is in without a, within about a touchdown or less. And that's your Mr. Irrelevant, leading a team with yeah. a playoff win.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mark just brought me these CDs. Uh, to, so it's not it, it's not a rapper named Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy is like the the label. Okay. Is, is the label. So they put out like... These hits, these are like hits compilations. These actually may have some value. I don't know. These are like 90s hits. So uh, on on this one, we've got Jump Around by the House of Pain, mm-hmm. Uptown Anthem by Naughty by Nature, uh, Coolio, 1, 2, 3, four, Something New, uh, A Little De La Soul. This is nice. Digital Underground, Humpty Dance. Thank you, Mark. There's some yep. nice tunes on there.
2: Right. I've also got a Steely Dan extended for
1: you. Ooh. That's nice. That's, I, you know, yeah, I... I was thinking of you this weekend. Thank you. I appreciate that. I got, you know, I got really committed, at least mentally, last year to... I, I, I had found, I think I talked about this in the air, I found some of my dad's vinyl records mm-hmm. up in the attic, and and so I went through those, and it was really cool. I bought a few other ones and started to build up that collection and i always wanted to and i found and and it stinks because i never i i keep saying i'm gonna listen to these sometimes i'm gonna do that and i just never i still never do i still just can't get myself i still cannot get in the mindset of putting a record on instead of using streaming for for radio or existing music and and i keep telling myself i'm going to do it because i've got a bunch of these now but still, and we, I've got the player. I got it set up. A nice little spot in the living room. And I still haven't done it. So that's like that thing I'm trying to do, trying to trying to get myself to do. And oh, well, with a nice it's
2: uh, it's like winter event coming along this week. Maybe that's, that's true. Kind of I know dope.
1: the thing is, Mark. I like to veg out. This is the laziest thing I've ever said, but like I'll I'll put it on and I'll know like in 25 minutes I'm going to have to get up and turn the thing over.
2: Uh, Yeah, I mean, the challenges that
1: we face. Right. Right. All right, so uh, that's what's going on here this morning. We'll keep monitoring that uh, issue that's going on at 27th and Cornhusker, but it does look like they've um, gotten that fire under control right now, but we'll uh, get the latest there, especially on how it impacts street closures as well. You'll see the LNK today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Got an opinion on the latest Huskers game? Fire off with a voice message
0: in the free KLIN app. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today.
1: All right. Excuse me. Welcome back. I am still fighting through this cold. I am in the the end days of the cold. I don't know if you guys get this uh, like I do, but my colds always have a very distinct pattern to them really moving up from just extreme tightness in my head right extreme tight congestion to my head and then everything loosens up in the head and it becomes the runny nose after that and then after that it starts to uh, go into my chest and so uh my the uh the coughing and making weird noises and clearing my throat, I apologize for that today. I think I am on the uh downhill slide of this whole thing right now, so uh, i sound I sound worse than I feel. I'll say that, and i have uh for for the majority of this week and I know friday was that was the case as well. All right, it is time to jump into our sound off today today is uh Martin Luther King junior Day, federal and a state holiday. You've got a lot of kids who uh aren't in school today as we uh, take time to remember the legacy of martin luther king jr
0: king center in atlanta run by martin luther king jr's daughter bernice kicked off mlk day events last week with their beloved community global summit king said she wants all people regardless of ideological beliefs to participate in this day
4: we are part of a world and we've got to figure out how to coexist how to live together how to regard respect and understand one another, even if we don't agree with one another.
0: In Boston, they're unveiling a statue called the Embrace. It symbolizes the hug King shared with his wife after winning the Nobel Peace Prize. In New York, there will be a policy forum on justice, and in LA, this year's theme for the annual Kingdom Day Parade is making America the last best hope of the world. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News.
1: Jeez, uh, last the last best hope. My goodness, that's kind of well, dark. Yeah, it is. This, uh, this whole thing. I always wonder on this day, how how Martin Luther King Jr would be received if he was was still around now if, or if he was around now um you you've you had enough unity surrounding him at the time uh, or after the time that he he passed away that we have a a holiday that we celebrate uh, around around the country as well um but you it, it it doesn't take a big stretch of imagination to think that he would not be universal and he wasn't universally at the time but even universally accepted uh or have his message lauded to the point that you'd be making a holiday after, after right. today would be i mean let's be honest it'd be divide. everything's divisive right yeah, now it'd well, be very divisive you you're going to see again.
3: people in statements in um show up in in TV news, probably radio news, go on programs, do interviews, put out tweets, social media whatever that are going to quote Martin Luther King Jr. today that would not have did not support him 50 years ago, 60 years right. ago um or would would have <laughs> would have been divided against him if he were alive saying the same things today. Right, it's
1: just an odd it, it, it's kind of an odd <laughs> I'd deal, and you know i can just because it doesn't i mean i don't think you have to have any imagination whatsoever to 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 picture that situation mm-hmm. right now what what it would be like but um you know it's it, 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 it how have we changed over the years exactly um is is a question that i have that that's related to that and i, I don't have i don't necessarily have an easy answer right. but i do get the sense that there would be far from i mean it would I think his his message would be a pretty. Devi- It'd be. It feels like it would be more divisive than it was. Let's all get together and and have a holiday celebrating him mm-hmm. right now. Um. Yeah. That's
3: that's an intriguing thing. Is there any? Can anybody say something in 2023 true, is there- that in 2050, 2060 we go there's got to be a holiday after? Is this there
1: a- that's a, that's an interesting thing. Can anyone stand for something of importance right now that there would be enough support to to f- have a holiday? Right. I mean if it's got politics in it at all, I don't think so. Right. I mean I legitimately I legitimately can't I mean, there's nobody, there's nobody like that right now whatsoever.
3: Well, and the, the very simple fact of the matter is, when Martin Luther King Jr. was talking about about fairness and being able to just be judged by the by the character and not by the color of his skin, that would be divisive today. To yeah. just say, "Oh, I want everyone to be be treated with right. fairness," that could be made very very political in a hurry and then yeah. snowball out of control.
1: I, yeah, I'm trying to think just what type of a a person in in 2023 w- would be able to even get a q rating that's high enough across <laughs> our divides to say this person this person deserves some sort of a holiday mm-hmm. i don't know if that you know i guess if it was someone who was kind of like a a a a hero in terms of saved a bunch of lives or something like that
3: mm-hmm.
1: possibly um but beyond that it's hard to it's hard to figure out who, who even who even can get a high Q rating across the board? Yeah, in this country right now, very few, very few people do.
3: Well, and even if you did the saved a bunch of lives, someone's going to dig through every nook and cranny of your history. Maybe they don't, they didn't like where you went to school. Right. Maybe, maybe you campaigned yes. for somebody. Maybe that you they said didn't maybe like. you
1: said something when you were in college. Or have there's a tweet out there. Right, <laughs> they,
3: they they interned for for the wrong uh, candidate running for state legislature.
1: Yeah, like something I, of that nature. I think the days, yeah, the days <laughs> of and I mean, maybe some people will say this is for the better, but the days of of lauding anyone as a as an American hero, uh-huh. like doesn't can we agree on an American hero anymore on on who that would be? I don't know.
3: Well, and. It, the, the hard part about that is this is this is real time right now. Right. This is not what is this going to look like in a history book right. type of thing. So you go 10, 15, 20 years from now, what is that that they're looking back at in 2022, 2023 and saying, yeah, that person stood out and clearly there's someone that was above the rest and might get close to a holiday being named right. after. But I, I don't see that person.
1: You know, like the cl- I'm trying to think the closest that we got, like. This was almost ten years ago, but when, um, when the United States got Osama bin Laden, mm-hmm. like you, th- the, you think of the members of that of that SEAL team that was a part of that, like th- that. But even now, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know if that's like you said. You get to I think cause I think at least some some members of that team have been kind of political about about something. Not that they can't be, right. but I'm just saying. That 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 impacts the way that the country. Well, and
3: it, if you go with that, them, that would be that would be something where you'd look back and go, okay, that's an event of significant uh, of a significant nature. And as soon as you start to dive into the individual people, their politics can range wildly. They yeah. they they have been outspoken, and even if they hadn't been, you would go, okay, each of these individuals. Now, what do you stand for?
1: Right. And then on the other end of things, I mean, if we're getting really philosophical about this too. Yet people, I think, have become. Have, have deified people they agree with even more right. than than we did yeah. that it just you don't it's have been the white to eleven spread. on that end. It's yeah, it's turn up yeah the 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 deification of of you know and for, for half of the country roughly or, or or less than that. That's yeah, that's turned up as well. And that leads me right into our next clip. Exactly what we're talking about uh consistency and in politics, or at least I am, and uh, the latest on uh, what is becoming a bigger and bigger disaster for Joe Biden.
3: On January 9th, the news of the
4: classified documents found in early November breaks. On the 11th, one more document is found at the president's Wilmington home by his personal lawyers. White House lawyer Richard Sauber then finds five
0: more documents there on January 12th. Two days later reveals that there were more documents found on Thursday. Democrats are coming to terms with the most politically
3: and ethically troubling situation. Attorney General Merrick Garland announced last week that Robert Hur has been announced to a, a special counsel to investigate the documents. Democrats did applaud that the classified documents dating back to President Biden's time as vice president were handed over to the National Archives. But Republicans are struggling to understand why this action took so long to come out.
1: All right. So, <laughs> I mean, it, I, it's I guess for me, at least the, the, the constant. What about is inconsistency just not being able to look at anything in this case and, and many other cases on the face of it without the without putting the filter of wait do I like this guy or not while evaluate you know I, I've, I've always said in politics it would always be interesting if you could do you know in, in the NCAA tournament they do this thing called a blind resume where they <laughs> they, they sort of show. You know what you did during the season, but they don 't tell you who the team is. I always wish in politics we could have the blind resume find out what what someone did or said or or advocated for, and then we find out and then we get to evalu then we evaluate it first, right a thumbs up or thumbs uh-huh. down, and then we find out who actually did it because so, so usually it 's uh-huh. who did it is what controls right on these things and I think this is a great example of of that from From every side right now
3: so the interesting part in that is you would have to go like either an individual statement or an an individual something they advocated for or voted the way they voted because as soon as you like if you make the resume five issues deep ten issues deep someone's going to be able to look on there and go that's definitely a conservative
1: that yeah, person you you would all, yeah you'd almost have to be able to see the future and 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 say all right here's here's two different people which of these do you think is mm-hmm. uh, one or both is is culpable um, that would be
3: intriguing but- to to see the the blind political resumes where you only have one thing that they said or voted for or voted against mm-hmm. and said okay between these two which would you prefer
1: yeah all oh, people would be because there's people would be so wildly inconsistent it's uh it's that's that's sort of the character of things yeah. right now uh all right what else we have let's I want to play that
3: game now let's get into
1: uh <laughs> let's get into some other thing man this uh this prince Harry memoir holy cow i again this tends to happen it's never a big I know they go on the public you know the media tour when they put out a book and there's articles about a book um like a memoir like this oh. and and this happened a ton in, in political books over the last few years. But it's always like, okay, I feel like the most explosive things are definitely coming out. Like the best things are definitely coming out in the media tour and the article. So yeah, I don't not- know that I want to read the book. It, you know, i because the things that are not, you know, sexy per se are that's going to be what you're reading. Because, I mean, you've seen it with the Harry book as well where Uh he and his brother apparently got kind of physical one time with something and, you know, really... And, and and so that's always dissuades me a little bit from, from reading these things But
3: You're not it, leaking the sea
1: level content I guess Harry says he didn't there, there's a lot of stuff in there that you're not going to get from the, even from the book
4: Prince Harry says he had enough material for two memoirs but has decided to just release one because he doesn't think his family would ever forgive him. The Duke of Sussex recently telling the Telegraph that he held back some information for the sake of his father King Charles and brother Prince William as well as William's kids to whom he says he feels a responsibility knowing that out of those three children at least one will end up like him the spare harry goes on to reveal that the book isn't meant to collapse the monarchy it's about trying to save them from themselves harry's candid autobiography spare sold 1.4 million copies on the first day breaking the guinness world record for the fastest selling non-fiction book mary corsetti fox news
1: man nothing like uh ugh. and i'm sure there. are pro- listen this is this is why you don't have a monarchy, by the way. But, yeah. But <laughs> how about how about learning all these critiques and things from your family member from putting out a book? Um, yeah. Oof, that's going to be rough for a while. That's going to be very rough for a while.
3: Do we see in our lifetimes? Um, because you've got like Mark Vale years left, right? I hope so. To get to the one fifteen or one one like we added it up between the two of you you were going to get to the same age as the oldest person in the world uh last week but do we see in that time the the monarchy completely dissolved in britain
1: I don't know I don't know enough UK. about I don't know enough I mean I doubt it but but I don't know enough about you know everything that that would entail I tend to doubt it though
3: Well you you had the uh, you had the queen go for 80 years Right um and now you've got a king where you don't see like that just doesn't seem in real uh, uh realistically going a decade, so you're gonna have turnover again
1: right right yeah I don't know but this the uh, this certainly uh puts a it's gonna make christmases awkward i would say <laughs> if they, they are so they getting it. together for Christmas yeah, i don't know i don't know uh, if you got a big sweet t v Big sweet TV. Uh, you might want to check this out, a uh, TV recall from LG because they're concerned uh, if you got this on the stand, it might not be very stable.
4: LG is recalling about 52,000 televisions. They measure 86 inches across and weigh about 100 pounds. The company says they can become unstable when they're on a TV stand posing serious tip over hazards. That can result in injuries or death. The Consumer Product Safety Commission says you should remove the stand legs from the TV and keep it away from children. They also say the recall doesn't apply to TVs that have been wall-mounted. So far, the company's gotten 12 reports of tip-overs but no injuries. The TVs were on the market from March to September of last year. Till NATO fucks news. I didn't know
1: there were any TVs that weighed 100 pounds anymore.
3: I don't know anybody with a TV that size. Okay, when I was like, "Oh, let's see where this," is. and uh, nope, I I can stop listening now.
1: And if you have an eighty incher and you've got it on it, like, what kind of a uh, kind of a piece of furniture are you putting that thing on? If you've got it on a stand instead of the wall, that's got to be a huge stand. If that's uh, or, or a huge, some kind of an entertainment center, or, right. or something like that, to uh, to do that. And you know so. what?
3: There are probably people that have those the TVs that size. And they're sitting like 10 feet away from it. Right. Like your brain cannot cannot uh, see and understand and comprehend everything that's happening when you're sitting that close. That's something that like people are not getting TVs for the size of room that they have or how far they're sitting away from.
1: We've it. got a, I, I don't know what it is. I don't even know what size our TV is in our living room. But it's 36, I think probably 36 inches. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's a little bigger than the ones that we've got in here. Yeah, not, I've, not, I've seen Not it, yeah. a lot bigger. I am I've gotten so spoiled by big TVs in my life. Like I will not if I sit across the room, it's not a huge room. It's about the size of the studio that we're in right here. If I sit on the couch and I watch that thing from a distance, especially if I watch like a basketball game or something, I'm like this is too far away. I can't. <laughs> and 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 then I remember that I remember in my house growing up we had a little TV VCR combo that was tiny. I mean, it was like a I don't know what it would have been, like a 15 or maybe. Uh-huh. I mean, but that was like our main TV. We, yeah. we watched that thing. Like, how could we see? And then it was in low definition added on to all of that. Like, right. I don't know how I watched basketball games on that. I
3: grew up with the, it would have been like a 30 some inch tube TV right. at home. And then all of a sudden, as soon as I went to college, my parents get this like 50 some inch TV in the living room. And I was like, guys. I could have been watching on that.
1: Yeah. I not, not not
3: that little thing you guys threw in the corner?
1: I have been very spoiled, I'll admit it, by uh by large te- but I can't stand it like I'll watch like that Nebraska basketball game on Friday night and I can't see the numbers on the jerseys and uh, I can't maybe tell who a player is right off the bat and I'll say, This is too small. <laughs> <laughs> need a bigger TV. Uh, if you missed it, we did get a uh, Mega Millions winner over the weekend. Uh, The dream is over because it was not you.
4: It was an extremely lucky Friday the 13th for the person who holds the only winning ticket for the massive $1.35 billion Mega Millions grand prize. That ticket, sold in Maine, was the state's first Mega Millions jackpot winner. The billion-plus prize would be paid out over thirty years, or the winner could take the cash option of nearly seven hundred twenty-five million dollars. There were other winners, although far less grand. Fourteen tickets won one million dollars each. Uh, Carmen Roberts, Fox News. Again,
3: I won zero
1: dollars. I, I still want to know how you feel if you got all but one of the numbers and you win a million. I, I, I don't. I assume that's what happened with those yeah. people that you get like. Are you, like, do you allow yourself to be a little disappointed at any point? Does that even enter your mind when you've just won a million dollars?
3: There should be a prize for getting none of them.
1: That'd be good. That'd be fun.
3: Like, Well, and here's the thing. Not just getting none of them on, like, one ticket where there's, there's like, five other. When you go in and you're like, yep, give me five, so it fills up the little ticket, and you hit zero numbers on that?
1: Just, like, a pity prize. Something. Like, 20 bucks. I'd
3: take a pack of gum, man.
1: (laughs) Something. Last but not (laughs) least, uh, what won at the movie theaters this weekend? Well, same old, same
4: old. Avatar, The Way of Water, number one again, taking in just over $31 million in North American theaters.
0: We cannot let you bring your war
4: here. outcast. that's all they see. I see you. James Cameron's blockbuster sequel has earned nearly 1.9 billion globally and a strong number two, Universal's killer doll horror film, Megan, pulled in $17.9 million in its second week in theaters. Third place goes to Universal's animated adventure, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, with just over 13 million. Kathleen Maloney, Fox News. Can I say that? Like, I get that
1: block, uh, that, that, Avatar is a blockbuster and, you know, got tons of money behind it. And, you know, got the big names, you know, James Cameron behind it and those sorts of things. But I'm a, like, I'm a little surprised that it's that popular. Like, it's not the most...
3: Well, what did I hear I don't from know, people like, before it came out? What I heard from people was, oh, there's too much time between the first one and this one, and it's going to be too long, and the first one wasn't actually that great. We're probably not going to go... See-
1: People are going to see it. Like, I get like Top Gun having mass appeal. Like I can, I get it with some of the movies, and it's not that I don't think it'd be successful at all, but just to be like this all timer, I don't know what something just doesn't quite add up to me. Ah, uh, I, I don't know it what now. it is about uh, about that franchise and, yeah. and about that movie, um, because it's not like you run into anybody who's like a. a m- m- at least I should I should clarify this for myself and not everyone else's experience. You don't run into Avatar super fans like, like you do like Top Gun or Star Wars or right. or or some of these other things nearly as much. So but nonetheless, they know what they're doing. They're making gobs and gobs of yes, money. They so are. congratulations on that. Six fifty-seven, it's LNK today with Jack and Friends on KLIN.
0: Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All
1: right, welcome back, LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. 43 degrees in the capital city. Glad to have you back with us this Martin Luther King Jr. Day, January 16th, 2023. Got the uh, morning drive coming up in about ten minutes, so we look forward to uh, counting down the five things you're going to be talking about today. Hoping a little bit later today, we might be able to get a more in-depth look at this uh, winter storm system that appears to be headed toward our listening area for Wednesday into Thursday. If you haven't seen any of the uh, any of the new projection projections, it looks like this could be the first. Uh, major winter precipitation situation that Lincoln has seen this year. Not quite like the Arctic extended cold or even close to that that we saw in December, but could be a big snowmaker here for the capital city. So we'll get you updated on the latest projections for that as well. Um <clears throat> I did wanna I did want to touch on this real uh real quickly here. Uh I saw that uh have have you seen any of the uh the gas stove culture wars uh talk that has we had this story you, like a,
3: did you not see my twitter yesterday
1: yeah i, I did uh, <laughs> but we had this story like it was the first i had heard of it it was a couple I, weeks ago yeah. i broke the news to myself <laughs> on on this uh gas stoves things uh which by the way it sounds like is a, is a little bit of a. it's not quite as dramatic as it is Made to be here discussing this thing. I mean, the commission has said they're not pursuing a ban. They're going to ramp up research efforts and determine ways of minimizing the hazardous effects indoors, like range hoods. They're talking about uh, also um, potentially giving out rebates, essentially, for people who go from gas to electric stoves. And this has to do with the potential Potential for um basically a leaking of of methane that can happen in this uh, and that can can be an issue no, regardless this has turned into uh this has turned into one of our our culture war issues now mm-hmm. um lo- like kind of happens with everything and I saw that our own our own house member here representing much of the listening area, Mike flood posted a Twitter video over the weekend where he was proudly using his gas stove and wanted to wanted to show people that he was doing that. What was he making? Omelets? I eggs? think
3: I think omelets. There was a bunch of eggs that have been, uh, been whisked up. And I think it was the kid, maybe his kid. Cause he was filming. You could tell by how many arms or where things were that he wasn't the one doing the whisking, but he was there. Um, but yeah, whisking up some eggs, uh, Put it into a pan with no oil or butter or anything on there. Must be real good nonstick. Like elite nonstick. Yeah. and then, yeah, the drawer. Which is
1: probably letting off a whole bunch more
3: poison. Right, yeah. Then there's that part of it. Uh, but then the drawer was left open, and like, so you could see into the, like the clutter of the drawer. Oh, man.
1: I don't want any the, uh... videos of the clutter in my kitchen. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, and then When I get the, in the uh... house, there's no way you're getting kitchen videos from me. And
3: this is one like, so I put, the, I quote tweeted it as well because I brought it into a conversation about. Um, Stuff that I like to see on Twitter and performative politics and name image likeness and people not understanding that, whatever. You don't got to go down that road. But then everyone was like, man, get that paper towel away from an open flame. It's like literally right there. Or why are you putting the whisk down on the counter, but you're going to put down a paper towel to (laughs) supposedly put something else on so it doesn't get on the counter? (laughs) So
1: his kitchen technique, his family's kitchen, he opened himself to some real kitchen technique and that was questions. the more
3: that was the more fun part was was seeing the people and like it's going to be the exact same thing if if I were to go post something of me cooking lunch today it's not going to be perfect and i would expect people to go yeah. rip my tech i've watched enough food channel that i expect those types of critiques so it wasn't even all the politics it was the it was the technique and what was going on in the kitchen
1: right so it, anyway it i mean they're they're not coming to take your your gas stoves—that's not—that's not happening. Um, although, and I have a gas stove, right? Right. We—I've had an electric, and then we got a new new one, and it did have gas, and <laughs> it had gas. <laughs> um, but I'll tell you, like, I'm not super. Like, there are pluses and minuses of of the gas stove, right? There are definitely pluses in my. I, I mean, one thing it definitely, I definitely can get water to boil faster. I can definitely cook faster okay, on it yeah. than the electric that we had, um, but it also occasionally terrifies me as well. They're, they're they're not necessarily not necessarily the you know the the things list linked to respiratory illnesses, and, and I've had a son who had bad asthma. We had that right. right, that was before we had a gas. There
3: school, is definitely but, a different level of concern when you're like, like, did I leave the stove on? Right. Yes. When it's an electric one versus a gas yes. one, yes,
1: yeah, there's that whole thing, and I and I, I talked about this before. Like, still, the ignition process is still just a little <laughs> bit, like a little bit terrifying for me when it doesn't light a, right away. Um, kind of like when your grill doesn't light away and the propane builds up a bit, but that never seems to be a, mm-hmm. a huge problem. Um, but anyway, I'm not, like, I I was thinking about this. There are a lot of there are a lot of things. It, it would fall very low on. You're going to have to pry my cold, dead hands off of this <laughs> in my house. The gas stove would be very low, right? Like if we're first of all, you can you you can take your gas stove. Let me keep my microwave. I'm trying to think. Like if you took something away from me, uh-huh. what would be the most painful for me? And I honestly think it's it's my microwave. I, I don't know i mean obviously I would let the, obviously if you don't have a fridge or freezer that's going to be an issue
3: i would let the microwave go before i let
1: the air fryer go you would l- you, wait you value your air fryer more than your microwave are you crazy you yeah. use your air fryer that much yeah i just used it for a uh, butterfly
3: shrimp last night
1: which i mean i've got one too i use it but i feel like that's a controversial well, statement well it- If my wife was listening,
3: she hates this. I don't microwave a lot of leftovers. Like when we had like like pulled pork, right? I get out a pan, I put some butter in there, and I just five minutes. Oh, look at you! You It tastes so much better. You so much better. We had um, we had enchiladas uh, last week. Heated them up in the air fryer.
1: Look at you! Wow, you are too good for the microwave, aren't you? A little
3: bit. A little bit. Also, don't hundred percent trust the microwave. Feel like I'm going to get sick. I, I don't trust it. Are you I, kidding I, me? I, I trust these other cooking methods. I can make sure everything's cooked all the way through. He reheated the way I want.
1: Well, I mean, if you're reheating pulled pork, I don't think you have to worry about the microwave not cooking it through.
3: Nope. I just I don't trust the microwave enough for the honestly. Now that we're we're talking about it, I can't remember the last the last thing that I actually put in the microwave
1: to microwave. I bet I used it eight times yesterday. Nope.
3: I use the microwave as a timer wow. because I don't have uh, Kellen Havikin's knowledge of when a pizza is <laughs> going to be done.
1: Exactly. That's crazy to me, huh? Like we get into these debates like like we've we've had these debates like making, oh man, I'm going on some controversial roads here, but like making eggs. Is it okay to make eggs in the microwave? Make scrambled eggs so, in the microwave. Whoa. Is it okay? Is it okay to brown ground beef in the microwave? Wh- if you, what? Like through one of those micro cookers? <laughs> oh my god! Well, that, yeah. You're about yeah, to make those, me go home and just like, those, like throw out my pampered microwave. chef. Micro, I mean, you can do it. Those pampered chef like oh. micro you 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 throw pff, throw the ground beef in there, put it in there for oh, like four I, minutes. I used stir the microwave up, about two weeks ago. Off.
3: I used a microwave about 2 weeks ago. I tried one of those single-serve meals that that like you leave the 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 frozen yeah, yeah, the, the frozen, frozen meals they garbage just the worst. Um but no, like we uh my wife will do our daughter's eggs. Like she'll she'll do a little egg and go in the the microwave for that. And a lot of her meals actually um get So microwave. like scrambled eggs. Yeah, scrambled eggs. Okay.
1: For her. So you're okay with that. Not for I me mean your own child's eating
3: it. Well, uh, it's fine for her. I'm not going to eat it. I'm going to make microwaves or I'm going to make scrambled eggs on the on the stovetop.
1: I mean, again, I, I the amount of the, the amount of of dishes that go along like I'm minimizing dishes that need to be done. OK, that's the the air fryer. I got to I got to wash that whole pot thing. If I use it, got to get everything out right. I'm 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 avoiding those I'm, it, for like just for lunch right just for lunch at home there's no way i'm getting the air fryer out there's no way i will take the degradation in quality the degradation in quality for leftovers is not worth the the convenience that goes sir, along sir i it's care about what goes in my body i guess jeez
3: as i'm hammering this coca cola yeah. <laughs> at 7:19 in the morning <laughs> i think that they would... just they don't it doesn't taste good there's so many times that something goes in the microwave and yeah, it's reheated, and i not trying to make this this sound like I'm I'm above everybody. Oh, well, it's like, what it sounds like. <laughs> a little bit. I grew up with the, just like microwaving everything, too. Just now that I'm an adult and I can control how I make my food a little bit more than I could when I was 10, 11, 12 years old, I like the quality better when I'm able to do the air fryer or just reheat something on the stovetop, or it, it might be quicker in the microwave by a couple of minutes. Right, I can do it in oven, air fryer, stovetop, now
1: whatever. I will say this: I mean, Grill. to 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 praise where we are in modern kitchen technology. I I don't know how I did it without the air fryer and the the instant pot in previous in in older kitchen iterations of my life. I bust those things out for every like mm-hmm. everything for uh, like I actually have. I mean, I have an instant pot and I have an air fryer i'll have both of them out on the counter so often yeah when i'm i'm making things just like doing soups and the yeah all kinds of things now do you use air fryer to cook to do like meat very often and well, if so what do you do in there
3: I, I did chicken parmesan in there about a month ago so, so you so, yeah, actually I'll, cook
1: I'll, like so you cook raw chicken, I in, the the air chicken fryer. in there yeah that's got to take a long time doesn't it
3: um a little bit. Like it, it wasn't it wasn't bad overall, especially because I was also trying to time it out with the with the pasta and everything everything else I was making, so it wasn't bad in there. I did um I did the butterfly shrimp last night, which that just comes frozen, so you just pop it in the air fryer and right. set it and forget it's, it for about seven might minutes.
1: Might be pre it's pre cooked too, probably. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we have we have this issue we go through copious amounts uh, of, i
3: did hot pockets yeah in here <laughs> they're awesome okay.
1: i'm sure it adds a little crunch to it but man
3: less time than that's the other thing i'm not doing my my hot pockets in the microwave because i i would you actually get the crisping
1: sleeve there's a crisping sleeve
3: i know i would do them in the oven oh geez look at you
1: but compared okay, to the okay, oven you could save a couple minutes the purpose of a hot pocket does it not What's the purpose of a hot pocket? To eat something delicious? Convenience. It's it is the ultimate food made for convenience. It's it's an entire meal in a pocket. Yeah. Quickness and convenience and portability is what those are developed for. Yeah, and I put in the air fryer and it is delicious. Okay. We we are still uh, here's the biggest thing. I'm curious if anybody else has this. We go through just tons of chicken in our house my son i mean my son he that's what he's like trying to eat high protein and and so like like we are the chicken shortage he always wants you know and 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 chicken breast and of course chicken breasts are very expensive and so i'm buying it you know usually mass from the warehouse type stores but they but people only like it when i grill it outside Uh uh-huh that's i mean i've tried the air fryer to make them and they're like eh i don't really like that right like baking it or, or I guess like I guess I could make it in a pan too it's, you know, basically make it on the on the gas stove too. But you can't it's harder to make the amount of volume mm-hmm. that you can that way and this is always a struggle in the winter. Well anybody has a better a good way to make large amounts fairly large so, amounts so what, of chicken besides the grill I'd be interested.
3: So what is it that that you would make for a meal? Like a pound like a pound of chicken
1: bread so and a half? I'll basically, no, but I'll make I'll make a bunch like for the entire week. Oh, okay. Um what so it's a it's a i'll get one of those big things from we'll go through this much i'll get one of those big like big things from sam's club Mm -hmm. with with a little the tenderloins the smaller ones yeah and i'll grill that entire thing and we'll eat it in in four or five days
3: so when uh when my wife meal preps i will go through and i'll take a, a pound to a pound and a half of chicken and i'll just go and cube all of it whether it's the tenderloins or the breast whatever it is i end up chopping mm-hmm. it up about the same and i just fry them on the so on stovetop stove yeah huh and does
1: because- you get it just get that it just you don't quite have the gr- the grill i don't know Well, they, you just don't quite have what you get and especially yeah. when you're eating it after it's left over for a little while right when it goes in the fridge mm-hmm. too i don't know but maybe i'll try that maybe i'll try that as well I am fascinated with, with the way that other people and, and just meal prep in general. Like, I'm, I, you know what I want? The biggest, here's, here's, here's the thing I don't have and I want. Do you guys have a, like a deep freeze or like a big, yeah. like a chest freezer? Yeah. Feels like that would be a game changer for my life right now.
3: It's, it's, it's out in our garage. I still have all of the, the walleye and the pike from when I went to Ballard's last summer. Oh, really?
1: There. Yeah. Like, should I feel we, like, should we do a fish fry? Does sure. your family like fish? Sure. No. Well, my son would. Okay. My son would.
3: Well, he's invited then.
1: But I, I don't know. I I don't know if... I, it depends how you're doing. I don't know if I'd like those or not. I think a walleye, maybe. Mm-hmm. Probably. I think you'd like it. Shrimp, salmon, that's good. That's good stuff. So anyway, there's cooking talk for you. All <laughs> I'll brought up by Mike Flood's use of his gas grill.
3: Now we're cooking with gas. Yeah.
1: Exactly. All right. It's 725. <laughs> and It's LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Get today's top news and sports
0: directly to your inbox. Sign up for The Daily at KLIN.com.
1: All right, let's get things started today with
2: number five. 5.57 this morning, the call came in. LFR responded to a lot of units. Car into a building up on about 2,900 Cornhusker. It's the home of House of Mufflers and Brakes. Uh, Car into the building. That lease, that was report, then fire. Chris Lofgren went out there.
4: Yeah. Chris, what did you see out there? A car that was totally burnt. Really? Yeah. But it didn't look like it ran into the building. So my suspicion is a passerby saw this car on fire and it looked like it was in the building because it was close to the building. Mm But I could not have just pulled off I wasn't super I issues that's what I'm thinking it started smoking on them or whatever and they just pulled off and got out and let it burn and did the fire <clears throat> spread anywhere beyond the car nope it nope. was in a parking lot so you were away from most anything combustible and the, the biggest concern was if it had hit the building right there might be something obviously going on.
1: with all, all kinds of things yeah. Yeah,
4: so Oscar was closed down though for a time they it was sense. yeah westbound lanes were closed for a little while there uh, and there was some foam. I didn't get there until after most of things were under control and that kind of stuff. But they had used, looked like they used foam to put the fire right. out. Do you know what the?
1: Uh, have they opened things back up? Or I'm is assuming still so. On, yeah, okay.
4: we don't have. I don't have an, a camera that has direct uh, visual to it. So, but it looked like things were moving along, and a couple of fire trucks had left just as I arrived. So it looked when
1: we had the video up here at 6 a.m. There was a just a ton of smoke and. It looks like they got it under control pretty quickly. I think that, so. Though. So yep. I think that was that was just about ten minutes after the incident actually happened. So, yep. Yeah. Um, so it could have been, could have been a lot worse. Could have but been. It looks like uh, they've got that under control. But, yep. uh, but then, he re- a...
4: then he got visual on <laughs> another traffic yep. accident. So I, I'm heading back to the station now, and I'm going up. And I'm I had just seen a whole bunch of fire trucks and police and lights and all that, and then I'm approaching 33rd in Cornhusker. I go, What's going on up here? Sure enough, it looked like I didn't see it or anything, but a semi and a car got into a little kerfuffle right there. No, nothing looked uh, super damaged, but it it was kind of a fender bender okay. type situation. But that intersection, 33rd and Cornhusker, not a lot of room to move and the semi was stopped and the little southbound lane was blocked because of the stopped semi. The car that was involved was up on the parkway Oh, of the of the road. So, things were a little congested right. for a time, but a Busy day on a
1: short stretch of Cornhusker Highway. There today. you go. Yeah. Uh, there you go. All right, thank you Chris. I appreciate your you uh, your insight there
4: number
2: four. Winter Storm Watch has been posted by the National Weather Service from Wednesday morning through late Wednesday night. Could possibly go into Thursday morning depending on the track. Heavy snow possible. Total of snow accumulations four plus inches according to the Weather Service. May get as much as seven. Uh, Meteorologist Malcolm Byron at Channel 8 said it's still a little too early to give a total amount of snow projection.
1: Yeah, we're still dealing with early models on this thing, but So it's worth noting that we've seen it time and time again where things look pretty significant at the beginning of a week. And by the time the event actually gets there, it doesn't come through. So with that definitely in mind, the current projections that the National Weather Service, as you mentioned, has uh, show three to seven inches in Lincoln. You go just a bit east or excuse me, a bit west to York, and they've got four to nine and Grand Island Kearney. We're talking about top ends of it almost being a foot. Uh, for what they're looking at right now now just give you an idea um you you know you go just fall city is you go to the corner of the state and that's zero to one inches so it's a it's one of those kind of tight gradient situations where which seems to be our (laughs) yeah the the norm for us it does it does so yeah you can you go from from fall city to york you go from a top of of one inch to a top of nine inches uh, there. And I know that's a decent distance between those two, but it just gives you a a sense that a little bit of a shift in this thing could make a big difference in either direction we're gonna have rusty dawkins joining us at 8 10 just to kind of give us the little the most updated uh things that he's seeing on this thing and we mention it now just because I- I- if this comes through it's probably something to be thinking about now because it would likely hit wednesday afternoon evening into the overnight hours and have impact thursday morning so if so. you're thinking about your plans wednesday night thursday morning that's when this would be most impactful if it comes
2: get your chips now yeah, there you
1: go. Yeah the grocery, I'm, I'm sure the grocery shoppers will act accordingly over yes, the course of I did, the I was, was talking about them a little hours. bit
2: uh, and asked him, you know, most of these storms so far that have been coming through California and the Selva, they've kind of split and gone either north or south of us. I asked him about whether the pat that pattern was changing and was that we were getting more into this storm track and he said it's a little too early to predict that, but that is a possibility. So things
1: things to mention if this does come to fruition. Not going to be uh, along with bitterly cold temperatures necessarily. I mean, the low temperatures we're talking about Wednesday uh, Wednesday night into Thursday is 13. Um, and highs that will reach into the 30s is, are, are what's forecast both days. Also, not real significant winds that are expected with this. So, right. I, I'm assuming this is going to be kind of the heavy, heavy springish snow
2: type heavy, variety. Heavy, wet snow. that will pack down. It'll be tough to clear. So get just you know, if if it does hit,
1: you're Man. Gonna have it. I still don't have my snowblower fixed.
2: I I'll sell I'm you gonna, one. I got one for sale.
1: We can negotiate off air. All right. <laughs> All right, moving on. Let's see what else we got going. By the way, Rusty Dawkins at eight ten to get the latest on that. So that's coming
2: up number three. Lancaster County Property Valuations 2023. Uh, we're put in the mail last week. We all got them. Those that have, that do own uh, houses or property. Uh, and oh boy, I saw some <laughs> social media posts. Uh, mine went down. What? What just, did you do to your house this year? It went down just a fraction. Well, the comps in our area is, is the only thing I can think of. So.
1: Ours went up. In a way I would never have expected, in a way that it has never gone up. Um, yeah, it went up. The, 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 the biggest jump we had ever had, uh, at least in the last five years, as I'm looking at the history here, was $10,000. Multiply that by seven. Wow. Yeah.
2: So that. Uh, I don't
1: know what, I, I don't know exactly what drove that. Um, like they, you know, and they still, according to their their assessment of what the market value would be, they still say they haven't assessed thirty thousand dollars under the market value.
2: Yeah, that's um, it, the only thing I can think of is that it was such a hot real estate market earlier in the year, you know, where, where houses uh, and property were going, you know, five minutes after they were listed with multiple up bids that had to set the, the comps higher than uh, than normal in these type of percentage increases I, mean, I saw a social media post 20 30 percent that's crazy oh my gosh
1: all right well that's gonna be significant I would mean, be nice if we were selling it but uh <laughs> yeah but selling someday it, that's gonna be really nice hopefully that market stays uh hopefully that market stays where it is being a seller's well, market from when we actually do try and sell it 10 years down the road.
2: Well, it's not a seller's market right now with interest rates ticking up. That's the that's the unfortunate part. The way we, this thing's that's hitting.
1: true. You got it's, it's harder to find buyers. Real estate so market has
2: cooled dramatically. Jeez! Well, not according to the assessed price here. My goodness! So, You've got until what is it? The end of the month to um, challenge some of that. Uh, you can go to the assessors. Uh, Base, uh, website website yeah. and uh, you get all that information. So that I would
1: <clears throat> I would advise you if you I I, I just pulled it out. You you might have seen it in the mail, but if you didn't get it in the mail, just search Lancaster County Assessor, and then you just put the address up at the at the top, your address, and at the it, it's a little I, I get it is a little uh, they'll have your list of year by year, but the new one is way up in the top right. Yep, that's where you find it on the uh, on the sheet. So that. And, and of course, At first, I didn't see that that one, so I was like, "Oh, not much change." And then I saw the new one up in the top right, and I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, yikes!"
2: And of course, that would mean quite a bit more uh, tax revenue for, especially LPS, but other uh, taxing That's entities true. as well, unless they happen to reduce the levy.
1: There you go. You're welcome, everyone. Uh let's move on, shall we?
2: Number two, State Senator Robert Dover of uh, Norfolk. It's proposing a constitutional amendment on term limits. It would allow lawmakers to serve a third consecutive four year term. Uh, there's some concern uh, amongst some of the uh, legislators that there's uh, a huge uh, brain drain on these uh, eight year limits. So, uh, and the fact that it turns over so fast, you lose a lot of, of historical so this- significance in. Uh, the congressional delegation.
1: So this would be a middle ground between where they were. Obviously, term limits were, I don't know if it was quite 10 years ago that they put term limits in, <clears throat> and and where we are now. So it would just add one, because now you can do two four-year terms, right? Right. So this would allow you to do a third one, so that's 12 total years that you could do in the legislature before your term limited out. Um, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what the... He, he says he's got good bipartisan support. For this thing so apparently there at least is a feeling within the legislature among some of it uh, the the people that he claims he's got a wide coalition of people who support it that there would be some benefit in at least having some institutional continuity that doesn't go on forever uh, or or can't go on forever but that does go on longer than you have right now
2: eight years is a little bit short for for that institutional knowledge Right. You know right. the first biennium that they serve is really a get to know what's going on.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: I I um And I I will say this. They're certainly not doing it for the money.
1: No. Yeah, that's true. That's that's definitely true. I don't know. I always have mixed I I mean, alleged sounded wishy-washy, but I do have mixed feelings on on term limits especially with the Nebraska legislature because it while I the concept of term limits, I, I understand that I think can be a good thing and, and I think is the right thing to do for a lot of offices. Sometimes in the Nebraska legislature, it feels like a way for people, and this can go a lot of ways, but but basically the state as a whole to get people out that districts still want in. Right. <clears throat> and, 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 I mean, it seems like a veto a little bit of of what some of the districts actually want. You get somebody who's controversial in any way. That's one way to make sure that they don't stay in there forever. But nonetheless... But you can
2: still vote them out.
1: Sure. Yeah. No. you can, But the districts don't, often don't want to. Right. Right. The The legislative district likes their legislator. They keep voting them in over and, and over and over again. And this sort of prevents districts from getting too in love with their legislators. And there are also going to be good things about that too, as well. But nonetheless uh all right let's wrap this thing up number one
2: traffic congestion totals uh say cost average u.s drivers 51 hours and 869 dollars during 2022 well personal finance site wallet hub has did this story about the 50 states the best states for driving the worst states for driving and i think they are full of Malarkey.
1: Okay. Malarkey. So they say the best state to drive in is Iowa. Is that? Do
2: you have a problem with that? Yes. Why do you have a problem with that? I don't think Iowa is that friendly. I don't think the roads are that good. They're okay, but they're not that good. What what's Exhibit A for why it's bad there? I80. Four-way stops. Four-way stop signs <laughs> everywhere out in the country.
1: They uh they judge this on four factors: cost of ownership and maintenance, traffic and infrastructure, safety and access to vehicles and maintenance so it's go I mean it goes it, yeah. quite a bit beyond just my, what you what my, you might think of here uh, then the question is where's Nebraska on this thing 15th 15th now did well actually did well in traffic and infrastructure did Nebraska they got hurt in access to vehicles and maintenance and cost of ownership and maintenance especially uh, so that drugged yep. them down out of the top 10. So Nebraska is 15th on this. Your entire top 10, if you're wondering, the good states to go to. Uh, Iowa, Georgia, Ohio, Oklahoma, North Carolina, Idaho, Texas, Tennessee, and Kansas and Indiana. I agree with Kansas being in the top 10. Uh, your bottom five places to drive, Missouri. Yeah, Maryland, no Maryland, Rhode Island, Delaware. I guess this is six. Delaware, Washington State, and Hawaii. Hawaii, the worst
2: one yeah, I mean, is that's, that true? That congestion and costs. Okay. Yeah.
1: The 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 best state in terms of traffic and infrastructure, North Dakota. If you just go on that one factor, North oh. Dakota is the the very best, and and Nebraska will be is sixth there. Goes to North Dakota, Idaho, Montana, New Mexico, Kansas, Nebraska at sixth there. So the ones you want to avoid on that one: New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts, and Maryland. So. There you yep. go. Those are your uh, those are your best states to drive in. Nebraska falling a little bit in the uh, in the middle of the pack on that one. All right, that is it for your morning drive. It's brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management. Forty two degrees in the capital city. You listen to LNK today with Jack and Friends on KLIN.
0: You're-, You're listening to LNK today with Jack and Friends
1: on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome back. Uh, coming up during the eight o'clock hour, Rusty Dawkins is going to join us at eight ten. He's been uh, running models on this winter storm system that looks like it could, <clears throat> excuse me, impact the area Wednesday into Thursday, and so he's going to give us the very latest on, <clears throat> excuse me, what things are looking like with that, the timing of that as well, and so be listening for Rusty at eight ten, and that actually leads me into uh, an executive decision that I'm making right now about Request Line Friday for this week. I know we did this last year. It was very popular, and I think it'll be good, Caleb, if we're just coming off a, you know, seven-inch snow, that we're going to do those songs that get you through winter. Okay. Those songs that get you through winter. Uh, Well, and we're
3: we're getting to that point where... You get halfway through January, and it this starts to the get doldrums. to the slog, yep. and uh, everyone's back for vacation. Finally, UNL students are going to start school in a week, uh, but yeah. it, it, everyone's back to doing it, and you right. get through January and February. I like it. It's I like that. that, that, it's, that it theme. is just
1: the holidays are over. You're a few weeks into January. Maybe those... Those resolutions like I was just talking about on the sleep number spot, maybe at least they are for me. They're not quite going as you <laughs> hoped they would. For some people, for some people, and I would say, me included, this is not my favorite time of year. And so whatever it is that picks you up this time of year, that gives you hope that something better is coming, uh, that put you in a in a good mood, whatever that is for you, that's what we want for S- Request Line Friday, these songs that get you through winter and uh maybe a playlist you can save and use the next few weeks as we as we work together through winter so uh that's what we'll do that's not till friday of course but we like to we know a lot of you like to request songs well in advance and we encourage that so you can text them in starting now to the Rick Stein recognition text line at 402-479-1400 the songs that are going to help you get through winter this friday on request line friday All right, so like I said, uh, Rusty Dawkins is uh, going to join us. Uh, We don't have Dirk Chatland today, but I do want to talk a little bit Nebraska basketball with Caleb as well as we kind of look ahead and things are changing, unfortunately not for the better for the Nebraska basketball season, so we'll get into a little bit of that as well. Not too bad out there right now, though, in the capital city, although... Uh, Cloudy skies as the sun comes up. We're uh, pretty nice, though. 42 degrees, not much wind. It's just out of the northwest at 6 miles an hour and uh, should stay right in those 40s through most of the day. Today, topping out maybe a little sunshine in the mid-afternoon at 45 degrees. It's 8 o'clock on KLIN Lincoln.
0: Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. morning radio for the entire capital city. This is K Today with Jack and Friends on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN.
1: All right, welcome back on a Monday morning. Martin Luther King Jr. Day, 809, 42 degrees in the capital city. Mostly cloudy skies. Well, I woke up to... Uh, a lot of uh, projections and discussion about the potential of a winter storm having some uh, impact on the listening area midweek and and kind of some some numbers and things that we haven't seen much of this winter and uh, if it does come through one that probably could be uh, profoundly impacting to a lot of our listeners so as they think about their week and uh, what they maybe should at least be ready for in terms of of planning and travel and those sorts of things we thought it'd be a great time to call up our friend over there at channel 8 eyewitness news the chief meteorologist rusty dawkins Good morning, Rusty. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys over there? I'm just, it's, uh, you know, only in Nebraska. I know I saw that you actually went out and played some golf this weekend, and here you are on Monday talking about a winter storm potentially coming into the area.
5: Yeah, uh, it's, uh, if you don't have snow on the ground uh, this time of year, it can easily warm up. And that's kind of uh, what we're looking at right now. I mean, the western half, western three-quarters of the state kind of got walloped not too long ago, so they haven't been that warm. But, yeah, I uh, I did some bogey golf. Uh, you know, I birdied a hole. Uh, and it, it was a good day. Saw a couple of foxes, too.
1: That's good. That's good. The foxes, my goodness, the foxes are everywhere, it seems like. Yeah, they are. Right now. Um, so, I- initially, I know I, I was looking at some of your, your, your social media stuff from last night, some of your colleagues social media, and and I know that there was a watch where Lancaster County was kind of at the eastern edge of that. I did see the National Weather Service put out some initial models where they were saying, look, we could be talking about uh, four to seven inches of snow for the lincoln area but again pointing out that you look at it and it's kind of that steep gradient thing where you go from fall city to york and you go you know almost nothing to a, a pretty significant amount uh, i'm curious as as you've uh, looked at the new model runs that you've got from overnight uh has that changed at all what are you seeing for this
5: yeah it's uh it's one of those cases where we're going to be right on the line again and uh, I, I was looking at one of the one of the models I trust uh, a lot, which is the NAM model. And uh, last night it was showing, and I hate to throw out specific numbers like this, but it was showing right. almost a foot of snow for Lincoln. And now it's showing 1.9. Wow, so that's okay. I mean, that's how Jeez. how fast things change with these models. That's why we don't show them so early because they change so drastically, so quickly. And uh, but you don't have to go far. I mean, you look. At, I'm still looking at Grand Island with about nine inches. So and then not too, not too much further west uh, near Broken Bow in Custer County, they're looking well over a foot of snow according to this one model. Right. And it's it, it changes uh, every sev- every few hours. You know, when a new update comes in, it, it shifts it and moves it around and tries to figure out exactly what's happening. So it's uh, this is why there's a winter storm watch out. It's a heads up that. There's the potential for a decent winter storm. Exactly where, uh, when, how much—all of those questions that everybody really wants to know—we're still figuring those out.
1: So, um, so with that all in mind, and and and, and again, that with the the model runs, we've seen this before, where where this can certainly change. Let's talk about at least the timing of this, when it could be, if it is something that's significant, when and how it could be impactful. Yeah,
5: that's. Uh, that's a, a really good uh, way of looking at this, too, because someone's going to get a lot of snow. I mean, that's, that's just the way this is going to play out, exactly where uh, is, is still being determined. But when, we can always, you know, figure out a good, a, a good window of when things are going to start happening. Now, it looks like western Nebraska is when the storm really starts to kick in. That's really a very, very early Wednesday morning. Um, so you're looking at, like, just after midnight, things start to, to churn up. Then that moves into, what, uh, into central Nebraska, uh, likely around the 6 a.m., 7 a.m. time frame, and then moves into eastern Nebraska shortly after that. Uh, it really depends on which model you're looking at as to how far east it progresses. Uh, but it looks like Wednesday for the capital city is probably going to be a mess.
1: Some way or the other, it'll it'll probably end up being a mess. And then how long, and and is this something that will, you know, will this system continue into the evening, into the overnight hours, so would be impactful Thursday morning, or does it look like it would be done soon enough that you're going to have time for things to be cleaned up decently enough for Thursday?
5: Yeah, I think Thursday will probably be okay. Uh, I mean, it depends on how much snow we get, of course, uh, and how fast the, the road crews can get out there and get things cleaned up. I mean, that's kind of, uh, you know, not my department, I right? Guess, so right. so to speak. It, it'll depend on, you know, if we get, three or four inches of snow that can be cleaned up pretty good if we see something higher than that then you know your side streets are going to be left for you know two or three days later and you know how that all works that's
1: usually a good i kind of have a good rule of thumb too it's usually that three four or above that's when it turns into a a multi-day but but i i I guess it it's not necessarily something that's where it's like an overnight wednesday type situation in terms of the timing Mm -hmm. right now is that what you're saying
5: yeah, it, it, what I'm looking at right now looks like uh, probably the middle of the day Wednesday is when the heavier snow, if it's going to impact uh, Lincoln and, and southeast Nebraska, that's when it would okay. do it. Uh, but I think uh, just the way the models are looking right now, central Nebraska looks to be the bullseye for all of this. And the further you get away from there, the, the lesser the amounts. Uh, but it's, if that track shifts, you know, and that's just what meteorologists will say is, you know, you, you got to we have we're not 100% sure until we're just a day or so away from everything with these winter storms but an early look at it makes it makes it look like we're you know any kind of shift and and we're right in the middle of it so we'll keep a close eye on it and if there's going to be you know winter storm warnings winter weather advisories you know those those kinds of details will come out in the in the coming day or so and are
1: you seeing the same that you know wherever the high parts the 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 most heavy snow ends up on this could be talking about a, a foot in those areas, whether it's central Nebraska or elsewhere.
5: Yeah, it, that's that's probably what's going to happen. Um, the there's and you've heard us say this a uh, hundred times before. A rain snow mix could could be the uh, you know the one of the caveats that we have for right. uh, southeast Nebraska. If it's rain changing to snow, then how quickly will that switch everything over? Then the dreaded dry air uh, being wrapped <laughs> up into this storm. Uh, could hurt uh, part, parts of southeast Nebraska, but that usually isn't the case for central and western Nebraska. That's why they're always getting the heavier snows. And goodness, do they need it? You know, it, if if this is a big storm and it dumps a bunch of snow on somebody, uh, it's going to be a pain in the butt for a week. But they, everybody, everybody in the Midwest and the Central Plains, uh, including Lincoln, needs some sort of moisture right now. So we'll take what we can
1: get. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point on this whole thing. As I look at the temperatures, Rusty, it's not going to be particularly cold during this time. I mean, highs in the 30s both Wednesday and Thursday. It looks like we wouldn't aren't going to get lower to than the teens on either of those times. Does this mean that this is going to be kind of one of those really moisture dense snows, like something that you see kind of late winter spring that kind of a thing
5: absolutely that's uh anytime you have snow falling and it's around 32 degrees that's a pretty good indicator that there's uh there's a lot of moisture coming along with this when you when you see the snow falling and it's you know the upper teens and lower 20s that's usually your dry fluffy snow so with uh, with those temperatures and dew points really close to each other uh that's uh, that's likely going to be your heavy wet snow that's your hard to move snow that's where you're gonna you know you don't want to Overexert your, yourself because this is you know this is a lot of weight uh, with with snow like this. So yeah, it, we're looking at a lot of moisture associated with this, uh, and uh, that's you know good for those that really want the moisture yeah. uh, because those dry fluffy snows get blown around too. And, and speaking of that, wind doesn't look to be a huge problem. I'm seeing you know maybe wind gust as much as 25 miles per hour. That's not a lot around right. here. So uh, and if you got the heavy wet snow and a, a a wind that isn't more than thirty miles an hour, then all this is going to be is just one of those good old fashioned slow, heavy, wet snows that doesn't want to blow around too much. Yeah.
1: So like it sounds like the the other <clears throat> excuse me, snow event, which didn't turn out to be a whole lot in the Lincoln area in December when when it got really cold, it sounds like the the complete opposite of that in every single way, right? As as much as two snowstorms can be different, these two snowstorms will be. <laughs>
5: Yeah, it it's one of the reasons I have a lot of gray hair. Yeah. Nothing is <laughs> nothing is ever the same so it's difficult to, you know, it stresses uh, stresses us out right. a little bit. Uh but yeah, this is this is uh, not any wind. Nothing. You know, when you compare this to the blizzard that they had in the, the northwestern half of the state last time, this isn't anything like that.
1: Yeah. Which by the way, it's still, you know, Kind of, and I understand this happens, but the, the the amount of snow, I mean, you see the numbers out of Valentine and other places that they've had mm-hmm. year to date, like they're just way up there in the same state. It does kind of seem like all these things that have come out of the West and, you know, look like they've just uh, have they just kind of missed this. Have we been fortunate this year because there are areas not too far from here uh, that that have gotten quite a bit of snow here this winter?
5: Yeah, the it's but it's been the track of these storms uh, they've been coming at us. And really, the if you get the center of the low right over the city of Lincoln, everything, all the heavier snow is well to the west. And that's what's happened. And uh, that, you know, that could very well happen this time, too. So, um, yeah, the, the reason we've been missing out on, and we were so close to temperature-wise to having about six inches of snow in the Lincoln area. Instead, we saw uh, just about a half an inch of rain. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that fell. So, I mean, that was really close to being snow, and it just turned out to be rain instead. I don't know if that's good or bad for those of you out there, but uh, it it made for, uh, you know, a soggy ground for a little while. I hope some of that uh, was able to soak into the into the ground, even though it's, you know, it's mid-January, so here we are. But, yeah, we were uh, – I don't know if we're lucky or, or whatever you want to call it, but the, just the fact that we saw rain instead of snow – Uh, But everybody west of us saw snow instead. Uh, Doesn't look like that wants to happen this time.
1: And then, you know, again, I still I look out of the forecast and still, you know, look like next weekend, 30s, mid 30s again, sunny skies. Let's say you get, you know, whatever, four or six inches of of snow in Lincoln. Is this going to be one of those deals where it's going to have a profound impact on the temperatures kind of for the next few weeks after this? Or is this something that's going to melt pretty quickly?
5: I think this would have an impact on the temperatures. Uh, that's uh, with those. I'm looking at the the forecast models, and when they don't show a whole lot of snow, like if, if you look at uh, some of the recent ones, like the Nam and the um, uh, the well, the HTR hasn't really come out yet this far, but um, they're kind of not seeing a whole lot of snow for southeast Nebraska right now which means the temperatures will be higher. Uh, But if it comes back and we see a lot of snow, you'll see a decrease in those temperatures. So this is one of those times where... It really depends. If you see a lot of snow, you know, if we get that four, five, six inches of snow, uh, which is difficult to do in the Lincoln area, but it can happen. And if it does, then I bet, I'm bet i guaranteeing you our temperatures will be impacted by that.
1: Yeah, well, and it's interesting, too. I'm pulling up the 8 to 14-day temperature outlook that uh, the Weather Service puts out. And for the first time that I can remember in several weeks, uh, the, the extended forecast has below normal temperatures uh all through the state of Nebraska including Lincoln it's been above normal every time i've looked at this until now yeah. so maybe a, a little bit maybe some real winter temps come in here again as we get into late january february
5: yeah when we're due too i yeah. mean it's it has been a very mild uh, january uh, december was cold i mean december was right. just flat out cold we were just in the right spot to see all of that cold air just pool Right over the top of us, so we were due for some some moderating temperatures, and that 's kind of what we 've gotten uh, but uh January, February, and March are three of the are the three snowiest months uh for the Lincoln area and uh so we 're just getting started, yeah, I know everybody 's you know thinking back to last year where we only saw five inches of snow, but it wasn 't long ago that we had that uh, that huge snowstorm. Uh, back in 2021 where we saw 14 and a half inches of snow in the Lincoln area.
1: Yeah, we had uh, Dr. Dewey on, I think, last week, and he was kind of pointing out it's just, you know, you're just coming sort of like if it was a football game to the end of the second quarter in terms of the snowfall season, not even at halftime. Maybe you're closer to halftime now with that whole thing. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, Rusty, last year I kept saying, you remember how January was last year? I mean, we were in the 60s uh, repeatedly, and I kept saying we're going to get crushed at some point this winter. We're going to get crushed, I know. We never did. It was just like we never got a spring last year is kind of what it felt like. Uh, Maybe this is the year we get crushed during February with winter weather. We'll see. I feel like we're due.
5: And we are due. And whatever happens, uh, if we can just get some moisture around here i yeah. know the, a lot of the farmers out there and, and uh, you know my yard itself was just struggling last year yep and that's just me with my you know silly yard so yep. well hopefully we get some much needed moisture
1: hey rusty thanks for uh thanks for coming on with us on short notice today i know just uh, for planning purposes this is really helpful for everyone to hear and we'll be uh we'll be watching tonight to uh get more with the latest numbers and the latest projections from you as well so appreciate your time and we'll talk to you again soon all right all right, sounds good. Take care, guys. There you go, Rusty Dawkins. Channel 8 Eyewitness News with the latest on potential for some... Uh impactful snowfall here in and around the capital city during the day and into the evening on Wednesday. It's 823. We'll take a break. It's LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN.
0: Love KLIN? Tell us why with a voice message in the free KLIN app. I'm meteorologist Malcolm Byron. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN.
1: For LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. So Caleb and I got notified we didn't we both had missed this that the uh, game would be in atlanta if the uh if the chiefs and bills matched up i didn't realize that oh huh, they probably just had to find a i missed be, that
3: apparently it was announced like three days ago
1: i missed that yeah. uh but it, um, indoor in, in an yeah. area where typically don't have terrible weather anyway but it'd be indoors so um, I mean,
3: definitely somewhere they can all fly to get
1: to yeah Yes, exactly. Uh, we normally have Dirk Chatlin on today. He is uh with it being Martin Luther King Jr. Day everybody's schedule is uh a little bit changed up uh a bit. So uh Dirk is off today. He's going to join us back again here next Monday. But I thought uh Caleb we could still get into some of the things that that we Uh, would have talked to Dirk about, and uh, largely, I think, uh, top of the list would have been kind of reassessing the Nebraska basketball season. Mm -hmm. it's, It's been a bit of a roller coaster because it's one where, just because of recent history, you went in with fairly low expectations, uh, you know, roster changeover, and then things got good pretty quickly this year with a victory over Creighton, the really close game against Purdue. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, things just that, that kind of that December period, the win against Iowa. Mm-hmm. Um, and so things got really good. And now with, with the loss to Illinois, Jawan Gary's injury in that game. Um And then a, a, a Purdue game that, you know, Nebraska just going in there was going to have an uphill battle, not even if they didn't have two of their best players. Purdue's a legit national championship contender, but then they're without two of their players. And and I, I, honestly, Caleb, that Friday night game, I went away with it not particularly discouraged. I, the fact that Derek Walker looked like Derek Walker again um, was, was significant to yeah, me. Yeah, it was. I thought that was good. And, and, and I thought the team showed, you know, a, a decent amount of fight in that game as well against a, in a really tough situation without their two best yeah, players. you had so. a nice
3: run of uh, of K-say, yeah. Which which is, I mean, if you're going to be in some of these games, Kasey needs to be that that third, maybe fourth guy if he can if he can get on a roll. You have
1: got to find
3: because they keep missing where like they'll have one guy or they might have two, but then it's like, well, you need that that other guy to just do enough. And they keep not quite it's, having that. It,
1: it, 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 the, the, they struggle to score points. Obviously, that's—I mean—that's the the weakness of this team. And I mean, he is a—we've seen it before. And he's—he's he's not perfectly consistent, but he is a shooter. He is mm-hmm. a scorer. It feels like they've done—they've had a hard time for most of the season just getting him shots at all. Yeah, getting him open shots, but—but but really shots at all, and. He'll go games where he, he's not getting any shots up and you know, he's not getting he got more time with the injury situation, and he made he made the most of it. So I think yeah, I think number one they've that you you've got to figure out and I don't think he's a defensive liability particularly either. He doesn't have the size that some of those other guys are gonna bring to the table, like if you put a denim Dawson in, um mm-hmm. you know, Griesel, obviously. Uh, but but he's also I don't think a defensive liability like you've seen with with some players at this point no. so i think you know
3: I, I, like he he can be a bad matchup that nebraska doesn't want in some places right. but Teams aren't going out of their way to match up with right. KSA and get one on ones. He's
1: given full effort on defense yeah. too, and he's he's he, he generates a lot of steals. So I I just think one of the things that they need to do is is figure out how to utilize him better than they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Jamarcus Lawrence is is encouraging too. I think he could be somebody who plays a plays a bigger role. And I think you evaluate. But I guess the the biggest question now is you go into this game Wednesday night with Ohio State and. This is one. If you want, if you still want to talk about sort of the the potential of postseason play, about this being a way above expectation season, this is. I mean, I hate to be too dramatic about it. but This is a game you got to win. Yeah, you really do. Um, because you've got a you, you've got to hold serve at home in these scenarios to go wow. about five hundred in the league, and that's what we're talking about. Even you know, even just kind of the NIT conversation, or if you right. want to get get super weird and get in the NCAA. So this is a game you've got to have. Otherwise, you're going to have to start picking off a bunch of road games, and that's going to be really hard in the Big Ten. Question is, what's your roster look like? Yeah, on who's going to play? Nine?
3: Yeah, that's uh, not encouraging. the to to see Jawan Gary with that shoulder, um, like I I don't think he'll be back. And then you have Sam Greasel who missed with the hip flexor. This last week, it did. Maybe they just say he needed an extra few days. You're you're playing <laughs> Purdue at Purdue. Probably better to just get some rest and have him fully healthy for a more winnable game coming up instead of possibly make it worse and then him not be available for, yeah, I hope, for this next one. I
1: hope that means the fact that he sat out. I hope that means that he then is available yeah. for like those are the, the decisions
3: Wednesday that year. this coaching staff has to make is you figure out. Winnable, winnable games versus ones that are going to be much more difficult, and if that means sitting someone out of the much more difficult, so they're available for the winnable game, that's what you have to do. So I'm hoping that's more of where, let's say, if Friday was, if it was flipped around, and you had Ohio State this past Friday at home, and you were at Purdue this week, Sam Greasel may have played, and and said, "We're we're going to play," and then you're gonna, we're going to sit you this next week.
1: Yeah. Well, I hope that's the case. I hope that's the case because if they're short both of those guys, that's going to be I mean, Ohio State's very very everybody in the Big 10 is, but yeah. Ohio State's had certainly um a, a team that you you're going to you're going to be the underdog to, even yeah. if you're at full strength.
3: And it's not just your thing. starters and figuring out, okay, who's going to who are the first 5 that are out there. Your whole rotation kind of goes to crap um uh, because when they've had everybody healthy, this team still was most effective as a seven deep team. When they started to get to eight, nine, ten, and you were just trying to get you're trying to get Oleg out there for five minutes because right. you've got Derek Walker and Breidenbach both in foul trouble. Like, there's some stretches where you're gonna see that. But effectively you're playing seven deep. And if you're missing two of those guys, now now you're to a core of five and filling minutes with a bunch of guys that you are not normally going to be playing, especially against Big Ten competition. Right.
1: Your next five games, uh, that Ohio State game Wednesday night, that's in Lincoln. You're Mm -hmm. here on KLIN. All of these games you can hear on KLIN. Then you go to Penn State on Saturday for a road game. Penn State's been very solid this year. you got Northwestern at home on Tuesday. Northwestern's top half of the league right now in terms of record. You go to Maryland after that, and you go to Illinois. you got Illinois again after that you're sitting right now at two and five in the conference um again can you can can you get a two and three out of that can you get a two and three um but that would still i mean even if you did that you're still at you're four and eight at that point you got a lot of ground to make up to get to that that 500 level i mean but still you get a three and two in that
3: if you look at these next five you would Honestly wouldn't you feel pretty good about getting 2 out of these 5?
1: As it stands right now, especially not knowing who's who's going to be there. And so yeah, if you got that and and got to I def- realize
3: in in the grand scheme of where you, where you want the season to go, you got to go steal something somewhere. Right. You'd love for that to be a 3 and 2 by the end of by the end of uh January. Yeah, the, 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 those last 5 games. Now,
1: the 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 one thing, you know, it does it puts you at 4 and 8 and still yeah, you got to go Over 500, then when you're as you finish the season to to get to 500 in the league, which is kind of this magical number I've I've put on things, which may be difficult at this point. But just going through the rest of the schedule, you finish up with a lot of home games, okay? Yeah, after you get those, you got Penn State at home, you're at Michigan, you got Wisconsin at home, you're at Rutgers, you got Maryland, Minnesota, Michigan State back to back to back at home before you finish at Iowa for the season. Mm -hmm. Um, and so. You know, that might be something where where if you get on a roll, you get healthy, you're able to pick up boy, if you could hold serve in those home games at least, right? That's that's five home games there. That's five home games at that point. But again, I know that's asking a lot at this point just because you don't it, it's hard to know. When this team has been when this team has been extremely good on the defensive end, it's propelled them. Um it's it it's set up the offense, but when they haven't been way above average on the defensive end, they can get they can get run out of the gym. And yeah. that's the concern.
3: So there's, just over the course of the rest of the season, there are seven more home games. Six more road games. If this team were to go 9-11 and 11 overall in the league, that would be holding serve at home, or if you lose one at home, you steal one on the road, whatever. For but, the rest of the year. But seven more wins on the regular season.
1: So you get to 16
3: 16
1: wins. and 15. Like, 16 to 15. You're
3: over 500, which is a thing Nebraska hasn't been for a few seasons. Right. Especially not in the Hoiberg era. You're uh, Since you're sitting around 500 in the league, maybe you're not playing that first day, depending on yeah. how everything else shakes out in the, the conference tournament, the Big Ten conference tournament. Get a win. Get one win there. You're up to 17. Maybe something gets funky and you're up to 18, and I, NIT, like you should feel, you should feel pretty good about. Yeah, that's that, right?
1: probably that's probably the realistic you know target this year to take a step and, and I mean, what does that do? Well, I think I mean I think if you're in the NIT, you have postseason. I think that probably solidifies Hoyberg's situation here at Nebraska at least for another year. And how the thing that's concerning is if you really look ahead at this thing, you lose a decent amount this year um, in terms of the team. No more Derek Walker. No more Sam Griesel.
3: A lot of leadership uh, in those two.
1: Yeah, a lot, a lot of leadership. Those two. So that's, I mean, that's really looking ahead a lot. But nonetheless, uh, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully the uh, Nebraska basketball team can get things going again because it just makes it it can it can make it a, a whole lot more fun during the dog days of winter. <laughs> essentially, it, it
3: is nice when when you can turn to those teams when it's like, man, just kind of everything's dragging on. But oh, there's something to look forward to.
1: Hey I want I wanted to ask you I know cuz you were tweeting a lot about it this weekend and and there's been a a, a lot of talk about NIL after uh Stanford's Walter Rouse was the, the offensive lineman had committed to Nebraska a few days later flipped that decided yeah. to go to Oklahoma Yeah. Um and, and and a lot of the conclusion after that was that basically he has had a better NIL package it basically was the the the, the at least that's the uh, assumption. speculation. Yeah. Speculation about it was that he was just able to get more dollars at Oklahoma. I saw you were saying that you think a lot of people are sort of misunderstanding the world of NIL transfer portal those sorts of things. What's yeah. the biggest thing that you think people are are misunderstanding or or don't don't quite know <laughs> even if they want to understand it?
3: Well, better? and in like in that particular situation there were a lot of folks that wanted to say that they were most upset by the by the integrity or the character of the player for changing his commitment. And then, well, he didn't call the Nebraska coaching staff. Okay, yeah, there are things that that player definitely probably should have done better. I'm not going to defend him for that. Like, he changed his commitment. But it, it's folks not understanding that this can go nebraska's way too and they would have zero complaints about it say the the stanford lineman had committed to oklahoma last wednesday and by the weekend we knew he was coming to lincoln you would you would have oklahoma fans upset and not nebraska fans so the big part is when someone commits That doesn't 100% mean they're going to your school. That's the same with the high school recruit as well. They have a very specific signing period. So when it's in the transfer portal, someone can even be technically enrolled at your school. That's the part of the the signing. You've signed the, the guy in the transfer portal. He's going to be coming in. They can still change. It's the same as a student changing schools. The part that you need to watch is for Nebraska, January 23rd. That's when classes start. Who's in classes? Who's attend? actually attending the is school? Is it still
1: another week until yes. classes start? Yes. It's still Christmas break? We get
3: Christmas break Matt McMaster this week. Jeez. <laughs> so that's the is part.
1: That, is that weirdly long this it year? Or is feels, it always like that? It feels like that's forever.
3: Man. Um. So when you're talking, and the other part is people saying the transfer portal is bad. The transfer portal is
1: literally just a database of where you can see players that are... That are transferring. It's the, it, it, I mean, it's the loosening of the rules about having to sit out. Yeah, it is, is when you complain. I mean,
3: the actual complaints are about the rules
1: of what it is. The not rules of that. The, transfer the, 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 the lessening of restrictions on the ability for people to leave play immediately at yeah. the next spot. And That's there, what it really there's is.
3: There's a lot of confusion for people on that because the NCAA has been so hands off that the way the rules are now, it's supposed to be a one time transfer. And say you can do, say you do that after your freshman, sophomore year. Well, you still get your grad transfer then as well. So technically you could do two free. But if you transfer after your freshman year and then transfer after your sophomore year, you're supposed to fall then back under the old rules where you have to get a waiver to play at that next place. Well, the NCAA is just like, nope, whatever, everyone can do what they want. So that's the, the confusion is technically, you don't get unlimited transfers, but because the NCAA isn't putting up all these guardrails on on how to do it and say these, these are the hard and fast rules, the players are just going and they're making a couple different it's, transfers.
1: I mean, the portal could still exist with the old rules, and it would be it's the it's the it's the sitting out. It used to be the 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 rule was that you sit out a year yeah and sometimes two sometimes it made you sit out two years if you transferred within conference yeah the conferences that could have w- their own rules and, on that too. and so but the and then you could apply for exceptions if you had a family situation and then they got a little bit more liberal with with granting those exceptions yeah. and then they basically Ugh. took away that restriction for the one-time transfer without any sit yeah so that's the, the change it's
3: Yeah, you could go back to the 90s, and let's say everyone was on the internet and all the coaches could check a big old database of available players. Scott Frost would have gone into the transfer portal from Stanford, and Nebraska coaches or any coaches in the country would have seen his name on a database. As opposed to him just saying, talking with his coaches, I'm going to transfer, can I get? Can I be granted a release right. to talk with other schools and other schools to talk to me? Just- you still have to do that part, but your name effectively goes into the transfer portal, which means other schools can contact you. The transferring is still its, its own rules, and it's in the exact same thing. Um, the only thing that's different now than what it was 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, it's not effectively the portal, in that you have this database that you can see players, it's that there's the rule change from a couple years ago of the one-time free
1: transfer. And I think when people say portal, they mean all of that. Right, yeah. yeah.
3: But yeah, well, it becomes this catch-all for them to say that the portal, and when they talk about it, it's that the portal is what's wrong, not the rules surrounding actual transfer. So there's some some misunderstanding on that there's also misunderstanding on name image likeness as a whole uh which i completely get because it's been the wild wild west well but but there's folks that believe nil was supposed to be universities paying players directly but that's never been the case on how it how it was supposed to go nil is not for teams having a salary it's more endorsement deals think gatorade or nike when you sign with Here in Nebraska, 1890, or the Big Red Collective, or AIM, if you sign with them, you're not necessarily beholden to have to be a Nebraska athlete. So if you were to be a Nike athlete in the NFL, and you play for Seattle, and you get traded or free agency, and you're in Miami, you're still a Nike athlete. So you could still be... Part of eighteen ninety, but part of your contract with eighteen ninety would be that you're playing at Nebraska. So it's 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 very much more endorsement deals. Dakota's Crawford is not going probably, I guess, not going to be doing um, doing those those HVAC commercials yeah.
1: when he's down at well, Louisiana Tech. He'll be back here in September to play Nebraska, though. He could shoot one real quick. Flood that week with those commercials. <laughs> yeah, that, I I think that's I, I, and I still don't have a great grasp on that too. Like mm-hmm. what. How does that system really w- work in, in terms of like what is that whatever contract there is? What does that look like? What is what is on that? What's the quid pro quo exactly that the the collective is getting well, back and, in and these Well, And situations? the collectives
3: even are. Feel like such a different thing than like shooting a commercial for somebody or, right. or doing a that, social. The media Crawford post.
1: arms. The the, the the coldest Crawford thing is what I expected. With yeah, NIL. that or the
3: the Popeyes kid who was the meme who's playing Division two right. football. Like those are the right. things that that you would you would expect to see. Uh, someone wanting to sell t shirts on their own to to be like a graphic designer. Right.
1: I mean, Casey Thompson has signs up that you could win. I don't remember. It's a a pop thing or a local pop distributor or something that say you could win a a ticket to meet him or something like that's what i expected what i don't i mean what i don't know about is how the exactly how the collectives works what the quid pro quo looks like Mm -hmm. what value you know if they're spending i don't know what hundred thousand dollars something like that whatever they were going to give walter rouse yeah so so you have
3: that and it's if you're if you're donating and i don't know specifically if there's different tiers on how it all works but you get meet and greets or you get certain times that you can you can hang out with people or you might get something um something tangible in hand autographs i don't know what all of that is and that's the part that's really scary this portion of the wild wild west nil is that someone can be signed by a collective and do they really have to bring you any value
1: do the donors really want anything other than playing for their school
3: yeah like is is it cool right. that you can go out to dinner sometime with them as a as a as a big group? Sure, probably, but when when you have someone do a commercial for your business, you want a little bit of an ROI on that. Like you're doing that a little bit for your own benefit. Right. The collectives, on the other hand, just just feel a little bit. The idea of on, being on, on a the donor fringe. is
1: that you're not getting anything back to it, right? Yeah. <laughs>
3: Exactly, so there's there's that part of it that the that the collectives make a, the skew a little bit of what the rest of NIL. In my opinion, as a former college athlete who was not able to benefit at all from name, image, likeness, we signed all of those rights away the first day on well, campus. Well, like for your example, year.
1: you wanted to do a, a like a uh, clinic back in your hometown. Yeah. You weren't able to do that. Yeah, just right? wanted
3: to do a clinic with with me, my dad, my sisters, and if we were going to do that, our names. And our pictures could not be associated with any of that. Whereas now, well, my sister finished up her last year um, a year ago, but she could have, under these rules, put on a clinic and said the Addison Henry throws camp for super cool throwers in Nebraska, whatever. Those Those are things that you could do now that you couldn't do 10 years ago. Which that seems like a good thing, right? Right. Like, it's, okay, this makes perfect sense that Sam Greasel should be able to advertise himself putting on a basketball camp. Right. Just no-brainer stuff that someone who's a, a graphic designer should be able to be an entrepreneur, put their picture up on a website. And I had a friend in California who was getting dinged by the NCAA because his picture was on a website for a company him and his friend started. Yeah.
1: Like, was, uh, yeah.
3: like, those are the types of things right. that NIL was supposed to fix. Now the collectives part, I'm like, man, that's a lot of money. I don't know where it all goes because there's obviously a lot of people making money by running these collectives, too. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, a little bit of a primer. There you go. You got it. Hopefully, a lot of it off your chest. <laughs> there, there's a lot going on. I can on tell there. you had a lot to say this weekend. Twitter was a lot of fun. Yeah. All <laughs> right. It's 8-56 We'll uh, take a break. We'll wrap up the show after this on KLIN. And
0: meteorologist Malcolm Byron. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN.
1: All right that's it for your monday show thanks for uh joining us today thanks to rusty dawkins for joining us and uh, thanks for all of you for uh listening contributing on the text line uh tomorrow on the show it's tuesday that means joe jordan news channel nebraska is going to join us also means that john baylor is scheduled to join us and uh, jason ball lincoln chamber of commerce so we will have a very full show tomorrow we did make a if you didn't hear it earlier we did uh give you already a preview of request line friday for this week since there's a pretty good chance when we do request line friday on friday we're gonna have snow on the ground maybe a decent amount we're getting into what i call the dog days of winter i referenced that earlier we want those songs that get you through winter that get you through the midwinter whatever yes. that means to you maybe you love it and it's just songs celebrating winter or maybe you're longing for the spring and the summer whatever it is to uh, get you through that point we want to hear what those are, so you can text those into the request line Friday on uh, the request line, Friday request line on Rich Time Recognition, text line at 402-479-1400. All right, that is it for the show. We will see you tomorrow. It is 9 o'clock on KLIN Lincoln.